We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. At your service, this is Johnny Rabbit. We have a very short show today because guess what's going to happen? Billiken's Basketball later on. And one of the things I want to mention, if we have a couple of authors of books coming up in this next half hour or so, if you want to be a author of a book or a writer of any type, you can find out how next Monday with me, February 27th. That's at 10.30 in the morning. It's for Oasis. It's at the center of Clayton. It's a Johnny Rabbit program. The number is 1043, and it's all about writing, writing about plays, writing reviews, writing, being a critic, uh, writing your life story, whatever you want to do. Uh, we will discuss it all, and there's a heck of a lot to discuss, uh, but you've got to call to get in on this. And it'll very limited-size class, so call, you can call right now and leave your name and number. The number at Oasis is 314-962-4859. Extension 24, that OASIS number again, 314-962-4859. Extension 24, again, that's going to be next Monday, 1030 in the morning, OASIS. At the center of Clayton, one of the things we'll be kind of looking at and actually performing, I have one of the KMOX holiday radio shows that I did so many shows. I hope we have more again. I'm talking about Kevin Colleen. Ed Wheatley has... Uh, has arrived here. Hi, Ed. Good morning, sir. I hope you're doing uh, good. Doing real good. Glad to be back. I'm glad you're back again. Look at all this stuff I've got from you here. I've, oh, first of all, Ed Wheatley is going to talk about uh, sports history uh, and basketball history specifically, since we have the Billikens on the day. Patrick Murphy has a new book called Places to Pray. Uh, we're going to talk to Patrick probably in a few minutes. Then Travis Dillon. Of Ted Drews. You ever go to Ted Drews? Oh, absolutely. I've uh, been there a lot, but also uh, I've worked with Travis a lot on uh, his grand, uh, the Ted Drews Sr., and what a phenom he was in the oh, sports yeah. scene. Oh, yeah, and he's in this book we're about to yes, talk he about. Is. Too. Yes, now, he uh, is. Travis will be here later on. Then Chris Saraceno. I have uh, the various restaurants, Chris's Pancake and Dining, the Bartolino's restaurants, uh, uh, and we're going to talk about the restaurant business and, of course, uh, the Hill Specifically, well, now this is your most recent book, right? It's most recent one, yeah. It's called the St. Louis Sports Memories book. Yes, forgotten moments of uh, America's best sports town. When did that? How long has this been out? It came out the, at the end of last fall. And then you're going to have a new one in April, yeah, I understand, yeah. according to Josh Stevens at your publisher, uh, Reedy Press. Press. You right. guys are how many? Well, you've got a lot of books. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, but when's it, what's it going to be about? Well, this one's called. St. Louis Cardinals, everything you need to know. And it's we're putting it in a way that really has never been uh, portrayed to attract younger audiences, but mm. at the same time it will fulfill the memories of older fans. Mm -hmm. It's a really unique way of uh, telling the story 
in a short, comprehensive way. And what do you mean by short, comprehensive? Short well, it's not a 300-page book oh, uh, like no. some of these. I mean, we you know, it's full of, uh, as all my books are, always full of pictures. Well, but a lot of great pictures. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, uh, that's how I, you can take people back through the memories through pictures and, you know, keep them inspired to what they're reading. So it's, you see a picture of Bob Pettit? Oh. Makes all the difference in seeing the name Bob Pettit, but yeah. there, there he is there in he action. Is. He's in, in this book we're going to talk about in a minute, he, in, in the basketball story of St. Louis, Bob Pettit, one special player. Now, are all your books still available? Can you get them? He, all the books are available. They're and, at all stores, online, readypress.com, anywhere you want to go. And they, Well, they are, as I have it here in my list, the St. Louis Cardinals. Everything you need to know. That's correct. And then the Incredible Cardinals. Yeah, the Incredible. Now, what was the theme of the Incredible Cardinals? Well, the Incredible Cardinals turned out to be a fantastic book. This year, start, again this week, I've uh, got multiple elementary schools. Hmm. I have been to almost 3,000 <laughs> uh, students in elementary schools My across goodness. the region in just this school year. And I've done this for the last three years. Incredible well, Cardinals, what are you doing? Okay, Incredible Cardinals was, you know, there's so many good stories about the Cardinals, uh, sure. books, so many books. And when I was asked to write one, I was like, you know, what is it that's different from any other book? Well, you know, there was no book about the players on the left field wall, the men who were painted on there mm -hmm. with their retired numbers. These are the men who made the Cardinals, you know, the second greatest baseball team behind the Yankees in all major leagues. They are the best in the National League. But who were these men? You know, they were the heroes of these kids' parents and grandparents. So we Put these stories, and what I teach with the kids is how to write a book. Why do you want to write a book? You know, you're going to be teaching this, as you said at the beginning of this segment. What is it? So these kids, you, you know, does anybody, will they care about what you're writing? Sure. What is it you're going to write? What makes the difference? So we go through who the players are on the wall and talk, you know, hey, have you seen these, whatever? You know, why would people buy this book? And we give a little story about the players, and then we made these great, pictures and caricatures where I show them actual pictures of the players in a pose from their playing day, like Lou Brock racing to second oh, base, right. you know? And, and so I took that picture and I drew some things up. And, and then we had um, Ed Kohler, a great artist, took my rough sketches and made these beautiful illustrations. And there's, you, know, you go back to the kids and say, hey, what do you, what's in this picture that we talked about? Well, Lou's got bases in his hands. So he's stealing bases, right, you know? <laughs> And I talked about he was as fast as a drag car racer at you know at a racing event. Yeah, have fire coming out. So at the bottom of his heels are fire, like uh -huh. he's. And we have the and the thing that amazes me these uh, third, fourth, and fifth grade kids. They also he's got the wings of Hermes, you know the myth mm -hmm. mythological uh, figure on his hat and his feet. And we do something like that on each, and then we come back and put the words in. And what's what's the words? Hey, they rhyme, and so find the rhyming oh. words. So then, you know, okay, you don't end your story. How do you got to end it? You just, and, you know, it comes down to the last pages in the book. Um, there's a moral, um, every story's got to have a moral while you read mm -hmm. it. But it's a picture of Yachty and Albert standing at shortstop. And these are all very brilliantly colored pictures, I mean, draw, drawn pictures, staring at the wall and asking each other, you think you were good enough? <laughs> we know the answer to that, but yes, for each do. kids, with hard work, <laughs> dedication, you can put hard work and make yourself incredible, too. That is a, a great concept. What yeah. a great idea. How long does the, the, the talk go when you go to a class? I do it. Uh, we try to do it in about 15 minutes. You know, we have all these classes, and then mm -hmm. I'll go from one. Sometimes we have combined, but I mean, mm -hmm. I've been 
throughout, and I got uh, two this week and two next week. Uh, How do people find out about this? Yeah, obviously, people found out. Well, they see it on Facebook in the schools. You know, many of them have me back every year because as the kids move up, new kids move into those grades, they. Uh, they always invite me, and they just they love it. Sometimes I bring Fred Bird. You never know. Oh. We have the right. <laughs> well, that would be exciting. But it's a it is it's a thing that they go home and you know, what I the feedback is. Hey, they start at dinner table that night. They're talking to their parents about. Hey, there was a guy named Lou Brock. And the thing of it is, this is not just a kids book because for parents and grandparents, the heroes on the wall were of the parents and grandparents, and they're telling the stories together. It's a book that kids can combine. Enjoy parents and grandparents together. What a terrific book. You mentioned yeah. the men on the wall. Will there ever be a woman on the wall, do you think? Well, you know, you never know. Uh, could happen. You could. You never know. No, we'll you don't. See. You really don't Down know. Down the no. road. I mean, if we were, we had the Negro League wall, board of wall, there'd be a few women over there. You know, we mm-hmm. had some women who played in the Negro Leagues and uh, owned Negro League teams over in the New, uh, Newark. Here in St. Louis. No, in Newark, New Jersey. Oh. But the New York But we Eagles. had a Negro League team. Yes, we had we had a team. It was actually you can combine them by two names: the Giants, and then um, the Giants played, and then they changed their name to the Stars mm-hmm. as they got new ownership. Did they play at the same uh, stadium, so to speak? Well, the, the the Giants Stadium was over on Clarence and Broadway, just at oh. o, O'Fallon Park, right yeah. where you make that bend where the big uh, slope is, mm-hmm. and there was a bend. Just on the east side of the highway is Broadway, and that's where Giants Park is. And uh, you're talking about St. Louis U today, right across the street there in Harris-Stowe, right across from Chaffetz, and? is where the Stars played on that baseball field that sits right there at uh, Compton and Market. Another book, uh, well, the, the Wrestling at the Chase. Huh. Yeah. Wow, what a book that has been. And yep. that's a book that will last for Ever. For, forever and ever, people would be buying it. Everybody's got a memory, and they they all want to stop you and tell you that memory. There they were in the Coruscant room, yeah. a big room, and, and a big book, too, with all of the info. Well, not only were they in the Coruscant room, a lot of times they were just memories of sitting at home, uh, breaking the coffee table as you put a Dick the Bruiser move on your yeah. brother, or <laughs> first time you heard your mother cuss as she was screaming at the referee. People did scream watching TV, yes, watching Channel did. 11, KPLR-TV. That's correct. What a great promotion for uh, the, uh, Harold Coppler and Sam Muchnick and for wrestling in yes. general to have uh, that. St. Louis was the... World Capital of Professional Wrestling. St. Louis Browns, a story of a beloved team. Now, another uh, book that will live on. And it's you have, there's a fan club. Well, you've got something coming up for the, for the fan club, don't we you? Got, we got multiple things coming up for the fan club. Yes, the St. Louis Browns, the, that book uh, led to two uh, Emmy-nominated and winning uh, films on PBS. Um, the book was the best book published in baseball from uh, Sports Digest. And this coming Saturday, we've got a... Uh, an event down at the Crondelet Historical Society. They're a great partner. It's a mm-hmm. great place to visit if, you know, not just baseball. I mean, that You're was right. where the first kindergarten was, yeah. and they had this whole collection of history. But we're going to do, we do quarterly roundtables, and, you know, this is our hot stove spring training type roundtable. We're going to do Memories of Sportsman's Park. Oh, my gosh. And it's at the Historical Society. Uh, you can come down there at 1 o'clock Saturday, the 6303 Michigan Avenue. Um, we've... They are great partners. We've had many events there from the Browns Historical Society. And then on March 31st, we're going to open and debut a um, gallery of Browns history and memorabilia at the Eugene Field 
House Museum, mm-hmm. and it will run from March 31st through uh, through October, during baseball oh, season. what so a great thing. People can learn about the Browns. Wonderful place, and they've had a lot of problems with the, the water, and the house itself is not going to be open, but the museum, which is an addition uh, five, six, I guess it's been yeah. six years or so ago. Um, it's very, really nice, very roomy. Yes. Another great thing about it is all that free parking. Right yes, they there. got great free, wow. secure parking in the back. And you know, I've been down there multiple times since they hit the Christmas Eve uh, pipe burst. And, yes, um, they're coming along pretty well. Good. And, uh, Good. You know, what, what we're there is to keep their brand or aware of this great treasure. It is a great treasure. And I don't describe it for somebody that doesn't know. You'd say, okay, you go to the Field House Museum. Where is it? It's right diagonal. Southeast, just corner uh, from Bush Stadium. And uh, it's where Eugene Field lived, one of the greatest poets, you know, in American literature. Uh, and they also have a, something that adds to just his house is they have a toy museum mm-hmm. of all these old toys. You go in there and you, like, freak out. Hey, I had this, I had this when I was a little kid. And, you know, probably my grandparents had these. You know, they it's just great. And they have this big gallery and uh, – you know, with baseball fans trekking to St. Louis, they asked us if uh, we would like to put up something there and help so them. End of March? From March 31st through October. It's This is something to see. I mean, it really yeah. it was a great idea. We'll be right back. Right. Take a short break here. And uh, very shortly, we'll be uh, joined by one of your uh, fellow Reedy Press writers, Patrick Murphy, who right. has a brand new book. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Yeah. Then we've got to talk about your new book, too. Yeah. Ed Wheatley is with us. This is Johnny Rabbit. We're at your service at KMOX. That's Johnny Rabbit. We are here with Ed Wheatley. Ed Wheatley and his uh, current book that we've been talking about, St. Louis Sports Memory. Next book, what is it going to be? St. Louis Cardinals, everything you need to know. Everything you need yeah. to know. It's not in all these previous books. Is it more stuff? We're trying to find those unique stories. Just oh, my like, gosh. You know, this book, people didn't know about all these teams. Oh, of course or, not. You know, they didn't know about, they don't today remember the great St. Louis U basketball teams that we're going to oh, lead man. into. NIT time, 48. NIT, 1948. Coach Eddie Hickey. Yep. What a team. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing, that, the thing that made that, that team so Surprising is that one they beat, you know, New York University, which was the big team in Madison Square Garden, their hometown, mm-hmm. led by Ed McCauley. And every player on that team was from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Now you go find that's teams today that's, that's all yeah. from the same little locale. And I mean, it was just amazing that, I mean, that was one of the things. And uh, Clay Carey just passed away a couple of weeks ago, was the last uh, player. Hmm. And, uh, I'll be darned. Yeah, I was at his funeral, no, his son, but uh, that's, that's, was really the thing. Not only did they win the NIT, which was the big dance in the days. It's not this March Madness that was made for TV in those days. It was the NIT, and St. Louis took them down. I bet there were a lot of prayers at St. Louis University. Uh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there's a lot of prayers in sports, Patrick. <laughs> Do I hear a segue coming on here? <laughs> there he is, Patrick Murphy of all the people. Hey, now, what's going on? How are you? Well, Good I'm to fine. see you. Yeah. I don't. I don't know anybody who knows more about sports. No, than you amaze does. me. You amaze me. Nobody. Uh, well, you know, Ed and I are always crossing paths at book yeah. signings and things. We're always. Well, but that's true. We're both sure. Reedy guys, Reedy yeah, Press guys. What a great company Reedy Press has been for St. Louis. They take great care of their authors, yeah. and they're really out there in the community. Yeah, that, they really are, and they really help, and they really put out a good product all the time, whatever well, they have. And the stories are so important to the cities. Yes. That's the, the key. I mean, and they, they resonate with, with the people who live in the cities they, they sponsor. I mean, it's really important for a community to know about itself. And uh, Reedy, Reedy is, is, is good about that, whether you're doing sports or places to pray, churches around the state of Missouri, which I guess yeah, yeah, that's your that book. What, what I'm here to talk about. Holy Sites in Catholic Missouri. Yeah. 
And the book, uh, I mean, it's they're pretty much similar to the sports memories. Yep. I, that's sort of the general format of most reading books today. Well, and the coffee table book, uh, your book on my book yeah. on the Irish and your book oh, on yeah. the uh, on on uh, uh, wrestling. Those were yeah. the big coffee table. Yeah, the good, co- you know, I've done like three or four coffee table books, the big ones. And one of the things, you know, is we do signings like everything today with inflation, but the cost of producing these big books yeah. has gotten expensive. Yes, and like it this, has. You know, this Sports Memories one, all these tremendous stories, as I said, why St. Louis is the best sports town? I wanted it to be when it rings up under $30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people resonate. I mean, you start, I mean, I had many times people say, oh, that one's not in my budget when it's 40-something dollars, you know? That's yeah. true. That is true. And both of your books are $27. Yeah. $27, yeah. And, uh, and well worth it. Of course. Now, when uh, Ed, when you're doing these appearances, for example, mm-hmm. at the uh, Chronoletta Historical Association next Saturday, 1 yeah. o'clock, Around will table. you have books to sell? Yeah, we'll have all the books, uh, you know, and those profits. When we do the roundtables, go to the St. Louis Browns Historical Society Fan Club, which allows us to keep the legacy alive. So, I mean, and, and again, that's what these roundtables are about, just... Come and talk, anyone. Bring your memories of Sportsman's Park. And how many people are in the Browns fan club? Oh, we have uh, over 800 participating members across the country, 35 mm-hmm. states, believe it or not. And, you know, we produce the uh, magazine Pop Flies three times a year with great stories. And, you know, we have events. Uh, as we spoke, we have our annual reunion luncheon. We get about 400 people at the oh. MAC every year. Wow. Uh, so it's and, and, you know, there, there is no fan club for the Philadelphia Athletics, the New York uh, Giants, the Brooklyn Dodgers. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Boston has one where a letter comes out from a, a couple guys, but they don't participate. We are the only participating, involved fan club, and it's because of St. Louis. Baseball's our religion. Our stadium yeah. is our church. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, our cathedral. <laughs> and, right, right, uh, up there, it, right up there with the Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah. of course, of course. Um, but it, it, it's just the way St. Louis is. Uh, Ed, I don't want to ask you any sports questions, uh, but so I'm going to ask you a question about something else you're going to know about. If you, uh, had, so, hey, I'm going to give you some initials. PR, as far as the telephone company is concerned, what what exchange would PR Prospect. be? Prospect. Hey, wait a minute, let's go on. How about GA? Barfield. Very good. F-O. F.O. I mean, we had St. Louis had F.L. Flanders. Yeah, forest. Flanders. Forest. Yeah. Forest. Hey, forest. Forest. Yeah, Forest. That's up there it. on oh. Del Mar and Union was a. Vi- it, it was. It was the smallest exchange, in. Oh. In uh, in St. Louis, and actually, I had that over my engineering area, but Forest, yeah. And H.U. Humboldt. There was a Humboldt, Humboldt. down by the brewery. Was there, was I didn't. Really, the one original. I knew was Hudson. Well, there was not a Hudson that I'm aware of in St. Louis. There was for a while. Really? A.J. Harrison. That's up, it. Up in Overland. Look at that. And final one, S.T. The, S- the S.T. was, um, boy, that one, I don't. South. Sort of St. Louis Hills area, South uh, Sterling. Well, mm. I wasn't aware, you know, the, all mm. the years I worked there, I never heard of Sterling mm. in St. Louis. It was one you hear in the movies, but in the old days when you, you know, tell somebody they're, Phone number, Underhill 839, oh, yeah. you know. Or. I look at all these uh, old phone books, my but, collection of phone books. I just look at all these. Main 1111, Main, the yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. I mean, yeah, interesting. And, you know, and then Chestnut was just oh, across yeah. the streets, the Chestnut yeah. office. Uh, th- this downtown area was Main, Chestnut. Main, what about Main and was that? Yeah, Main 1111. Main 1 was a, was a small one. It was a subset up, up a little bit north, but... Uh, 
Now, see, today when you give somebody a phone number, it doesn't mean anything. You don't have no idea where they're, where no, they're from. No, no I mean, soul. It's like asking someone where you went to high school. It told mm-hmm. everything oh, yeah. about you. And when you they would ask did, somebody, yeah. just as you said, you tell them, hey, where'd you go? What's your phone number? And if they said, you know, Underhill or Riverview, you know. Sure. You knew where they were up in North. It County. gave you a mental picture. It was a mental that picture was. of the surroundings, yeah. and you know what were the haunts. I mean, it, it really was. If you, like I said, Prospect downtown, or, you know, Melville, Flanders. In, in the suburbs, on. there was Republic and, right, right. and at Taylor, Yorktown. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And then you have all the ones on the other side of the river too. That's correct. Well, now uh, the the book is available now. Your book, Patrick, is uh, how long has it been out? The, just it came out, didn't Three it? Three days. Three days? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is terrific. You're taking the time to do this. I know you're going to have some book signings as well. Uh, what's your uh, first? Uh, do you have already had a book signing, or the, what's the first one? No, the first one is the uh, 25th at Webster Bookshop. And then uh, 26th, uh, let's see, that's 1 to 3. And uh, 26th at Holy Redeemer in the rectory. Oh, good. And then Cary Cottage, the following. I don't have, oh. I don't have it in front of me. Right Cary Cottage yeah. is great. Very, great at this time well, of the year. They, they, sell, they sell a lot of the Irish books, too. Oh, Ir- of Irish in St. Louis. Yeah. What is the, the full name of that book, your book? Irish in St. Louis from Shanty to Lace Curtain. A great book. It really is. Thank you. Thank and you. Uh, you had the, well, there's another book, though. Uh, Candyman, uh, History of Switzer's Licorice. Wow, what a great story. And uh, your relationship, family relationship. With yeah, I, I grew up with Switzer's and Licorice and, yeah, oh. hung out down at the factory down at, uh, by the Eats Bridge. Oh. As a kid. Well, I spent the last year traveling all around the state of Missouri visiting little tiny churches mm-hmm. and places like St. Patrick, Missouri and mm-hmm. little tiny little off the road and, and the big cathedrals in Kansas City and St. Louis and Basically, uh, covering about 80 churches, photographing them, writing about their history, how they relate to immigrant populations, and how to get there and what to look for and what to see. Places. We'll come back in a few minutes to talk more with Patrick Murphy and about your book, Places to Pray. This is Johnny Rabbit, and we're listening to At Your Service at KMOX. We are going right back to the various microphones. Oh, I've got to get your tickets here. Here's your prize for appearing today on the Johnny Rabbit At Your Service show. Admit one, Ed Waitley. We have two tickets for you. For the Missouri Botanical Garden, which is a great place to visit for, uh, for I mean, at this time of the year right now. I grew up right next to it on Tire Grove Place with my grandparents. You did? Yeah. Well, that's, that is right next to it. It is. Do I get tickets too? No. Oh, <laughs> we have tickets for you. Of course we do. Yes, we have a fair for you, Patrick. Where did you grow up? Where did I grow up? Yeah. I grew up in Kirkwood. And you're not that far away in Webster Groves today. Yeah, pretty good. You know, my, I set my low goals for myself. <laughs> no, you, you mentioned the photographs in, in your book, uh, yeah. the book again, Patrick Murphy's book, Places to Pray, Holy Sites in Catholic Missouri. Um, but it's not all the holy sites. I mean, you got, how many would there be if you would book whatever? No, it can't, be, it, it, it can't be all of them. Yeah. But I wanted to catch all the play. Half the book is St. Louis, you know, the Archdiocese, mm-hmm. right. because, you know, half the Catholics in Missouri live in St. Louis. But uh, uh, Kansas City, uh, Jefferson City area, you know, the southern part of the state where there aren't as many. No, but basically there were so many of them that I picked ones that were particularly architecturally interesting Uh or historically interesting or represented a particular ethnic group, uh, Irish, uh, Italians, Mm -hmm. uh, Eastern European, African-American. So I I just want to do as much of a representation as, as, as I could. And this is not, uh, you know, I have 20 pages about each one. It's basically one page. Yeah, but one or two, one one or page two pages with some photographs, some contact information, 
Uh, yeah, that's important because a lot of these places are really small, out-of-the-way places. Call have, ahead of time. Yeah. Call ahead. Some of these, there's a lady in the office, you know, and you've got to get the key and go. But, <laughs> but it, it's great. It's, it's wonderful to explore it. There's such an amazing diversity of churches and traditions and and uh, a, a lot of interesting stories. Like every parish has got its own story or its mm-hmm. own miracle. Oh, yeah. And some of them are shrines. Uh, we went to some shrines like uh, 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 Black Madonna in Pacific and uh, down in Perryville. But uh, there's this little tiny town, St. Patrick, Missouri, up near the Iowa border. Oh, my gosh. A little tiny little Irish town. Catawissa, St. Patrick of, of Armagh. And uh, that's interesting. It was built about the time of the Civil War. I was just really surprised to see what an, what, what, what an amazing array of churches and traditions and architecture. And, and, and it's a good way, too. I mean, whether you're Catholic or not Catholic, I'm not trying to convert anybody right. to this book. Right. You know, if you're Catholic, you'll find it interesting. If you're not, you know, you might find it interesting, well, I think you'll find it very interesting. Yeah. And good photographs, too. Now, did you or did Annie take the photographs? Or I took you, the photographs. Well, did she help? She, I, I would bring them home and, uh, and, and ask which one she liked best or if i had to go back and reshoot them <laughs> and well that's it's you know uh, very unusual to have a book with the author's own photographs everything like they're all your photographs aren't they yeah and they're all uh, we did one drone shot i worked with a buddy who's got a drone uh we shot the white house from up above because it was not the white house in washington dc no no <laughs> no you don't shoot the white house in washington dc you know? i'll be you don't, careful you don't with that. another thing in this book is about uh it's about 20 different subjects that are like like Catholic subjects that like, mm-hmm. oh, like yeah. people who aren't Catholic think you guys are crazy. You believe in what? You know, and and even some Catholics are a little confused by certain certain things. But they kind of explain these things uh, in in a way that makes sense, like the Rosary, relics, the Infant of Prague, adoration. You know, things that like you know, non Catholics. And you've done it all in one in one page for each. Yeah, basically, just and and the approach is sort of like I know this seems strange, you know, particularly if you're not Catholic, but it might not be quite as strange as you think. So there's a lot of history in it, architecture. I think one thing the Catholic Church has been really good at for the last eh, almost two thousand years is being able to create spaces like the great cathedrals in Europe. Mm -hmm. You know, you go in there and you get a certain feeling. And it takes you out of sort of the monkey chatter brain level that we all <laughs> live with. you got to get my oil changed. Mm, got to return an email, all of that. You go into some of these churches, particularly in Europe, and, and you're sort of elevated to a, a different plane, you know, places to pray where you might be more inclined to pray, to talk to God or listen maybe. Just, you know, shut up and enjoy enjoy the quiet. And these immigrants from Europe came to places like Missouri and they built their own churches, and they wanted to build something beautiful, and they right. used their craftsmanship. And they also wanted to say, hey, everybody, we're here. Yeah, right. We might be out in the middle of a cornfield, but we're going to build the most beautiful church we can in, you know, uh, uh, Indian Creek, Missouri, Brush Creek, Missouri, you know, these Gower, Missouri. And went to some uh, uh, monasteries and convents. You ever been to Ava, Ava, Missouri? Oh, I just last night at about... I think it was 10.45, I was having the remnants of the Assumption fruitcake. Yeah. It was delicious. They make the, they make the best fruitcake in oh, the world. Oh, my gosh. We had a big piece of that leftover from Christmas, and my wife said, that's supposed to be good for a year. I said, well, I'm going to have it, and my, I did. Mine did not night. last a year. Mine oh. did not last a year. Well, uh, you've got the big picture of the fruitcake in your there, book. There's a picture of a fruitcake with a monk holding it. Yeah, you bet. You bet. And that, 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 um, that 
that's a famous recipe for fruitcake, yeah. too. And that's how they make their money. And they sell it all over the world. And they make the fruitcakes. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're right, but they're worth it. Hey, you want cheap or you want the best fruitcake yeah, in right. the world? Fruitcakes can be be awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, these are these are delicious, and it's the same fruitcake that uh, the King of England, the one who abdicated, Edward, used, oh. used to eat. He and Wallace well, Simpson used to uh, eat that. Well, fruit that's cake. not going to stop me from eating it. It should, <laughs> but I won't. I'll just ignore that. Certain things you don't need to know. Hey, in your book, Ed, uh, Ed's book, St. Louis Sports Memories, I see Ted Rose is in there. Not yeah. Ted Ruse Jr., the Ted Ruse that senior. we know. Yeah, senior. Big, big uh, tennis player. He's a phenom. He um, <clears throat> owned practically every title here in the Midwest. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was the man who really uh, w- was making St. Louis tennis in the mm-hmm. early part. But actually, you know, it was 1904 Olympics, him and, uh, um, you know, the, the players putting in the Forest Park and around spread, spread it. Tennis across the country. Yeah, that is, and a lot of people do not know that, but they will know it soon. Uh, speaking of Ted Drews, right behind you, Patrick, there's Travis Dillon right now from Ted Drews. <laughs> He's going to be doing? Good to see you. joining us yeah. in just a couple of minutes. Uh, here on At Your Service, our special show today where we have Ed Wheatley. Uh, we're talking a bit about basketball. We haven't really discussed basketball at all, yeah. but we'll have to do that. Patrick Murphy's Places to Pray. Uh, the new book, Out Just Three Days, Holy Sites in Catholic Missouri. And you said there are 80 sites? This, this book covers about 80 of them, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And you drove yourself all over? And that was the fun part, yeah. 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 Little tiny back roads, big cities, mm-hmm. although Kansas City, St. Louis, northern, southern Missouri. What kind of camera did you use? <laughs> On a lot of them, I used my phone. Yeah, well, that's true. They're beautiful pictures, too. I know, I, and the new phones, it's amazing. They yeah. they take pictures that are better than some of the... Better uh, pixelation than, you know, the old... 35 it, millimeters we had. It's amazing. And, I mean, you can even tweak them on your phone, the color and saturation. So they pixelate you, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Yeah. Oh, and there's a, an honor. Uh, Patrick Murphy is the Grand Marshal coming up of? Uh, yeah, the downtown St. Patrick's Day Parade. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So last year I wrote a book called The Irish in St. Louis from Shanty to Lace Curtain. Right. And, you know, we've sold a few of them, and I got a call uh, last week. Uh, Joe McGlynn asking me to be the Grand Marshal. So I just went out last <laughs> week and great. bought a, a Kelly Green jacket. Oh, good. That'll look good. Do you wear a crown or something with that? <laughs> they'll, probably, they'll probably give me a sash or something. Yeah, I, don't, well, I hope they do. I want a sash. Yeah. yeah. So uh, where will the parade be? Well, you know, I mean, it's the downtown parade, so it starts like on Market Street, Mar- you know, on, mm-hmm. on the 11th. And they're, they're expecting like 250 people, uh, 250,000 people. 250 people. Yeah, 250 people. <laughs> There haven't been that many people downtown in a long time. Well, that's true. No, 250,000 people are supposed to show up for the parade. So, there are more uh, people in our studio right now than there are in downtown St. Louis. They're probably, they're they're probably It's, it's a small town, and it's all here in the Johnny yeah. Rabbit studio. Yeah, yeah, right. It's happening now. Uh, and now, to, uh, you had some book signings. I didn't want to miss the others. I've given you the list that uh, Reedy Press kindly sent us. Yes, and uh, let's see, on the, uh, I should know this, shouldn't I? You on the, will, on the 25th, uh, Webster Groves Bookstore on Gort, that's uh, from like 1 to 3. And then the now, is that day, in the same place as the old Webster Groves Bookstore? No, it's down the street, around the okay. corner. Just It's within easy walking mm-hmm. distance, it's on, on, on Gore. And then the following day, uh, next Sunday, uh, Holy Redeemer from uh, 2 to 4. And then the Cary Cottage, great place, mm-hmm. a real 
Irish. I mean, it's uh, Kirkwood Road, Kirkwood Road, downtown Kirkwood. That's going to be from like uh, on this, on March 11th from 12 to 1. And then we're doing a thing out at a little Sal Retreat Center on March 21st in the evening. They're going to sell tickets for that. So, And uh, we're going to Jeff City. We're going all over the – it's amazing. The Reedy, Reedy Press really takes care of its authors. Yeah, they do. They, you know, get spread the word because, you know, you, you, they want people to remember St. Louis and all these great things. Yeah. Hey, one good question. Major League Baseball, Pud Galvin. Came, yeah. Grew up in the Irish uh, – Cary Patch? Cary Patch District of St. Louis. That's where my family's from. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, first it, to win 300 games before Cy Young. Kerry Patch turned out a lot of, oh, yeah. lot of interesting people. That's a great piece of trivia. That's yeah. a good one. That is. Boy, you, your brain amazes mm-hmm. It is amazing. Yeah. Oh, and uh, is that Travis over there? It is, yes. Hi, Travis. How Hello. are you? Who'd you bring with you there? I brought my lovely wife. Who is that? Christy. Uh, Christy back. Oh, there she is. I see her now in the background. Uh Travis, how do you describe uh, who you are? If I were to say, uh, do you know Travis Dillon? Yeah, you'd say, what? I mean, you are? Usually I just say I work at a small ice cream store yeah. in St. Louis. That's not ice cream. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> but Ted just told me, don't talk, call about it. Don't say it's ice cream. It's not ice cream. It's frozen custard. There's a, it's just like the old uh, Chapman's ad, a subtle little difference. There is a big difference. Yeah. Ed, you were about to say something? Yeah. I, no, I didn't want to... Yeah. Uh, Travis will be joining us here in the next few minutes to talk more about Ted Drews and the history of Ted Drews. And, again, Ted Drews in your book. Yeah, it was a, a big uh, transition from the sports to, to Ted Drews ice cream. And I there's, think it's there's, great. There's, there's a whole chapter. He really was good, guys. He really and was. Gals. Yes. I mean, well, there's a transition from places to pray also to yeah, Ted Drews sure. because Ted Drews is kind of a religion, I think. Well, I you guess know? you'd say that. The St. Louis <laughs> religion, sort that, of, yeah. yeah. That's terrific. Oh, now, there's a place I saw in your book, Patrick, a very interesting book. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if I read every page, but I think I have. Uh, There was one, the Irish Wilderness, Missouri's Irish Wilderness. Yeah. that's What is that? That's a strange story. That's like in the central southern part, very close to the Arkansas border. And not all the Irish moved to St. Louis or Kansas City. Some of them, you know, because they lived in the country in Ireland, they tried to find some country in Missouri, and they did. And they lived in a place called the Irish Wilderness and set up a uh, uh, a community down there. And anti-Catholic and anti-Irish prejudice was so strong that basically they wiped them out. And then the Civil War, and then the Southern troops wiped them out, and the Northern troops, and then, <laughs> like, nativist mobs came, and oh they, they totally just destroyed Killed, drove off all of them, and you don't find a lot of Irish Catholics in Southern Missouri wow, nowadays. That's, wow, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, it's the kind of history that a lot of us forget. There were riots in St. Louis in the 1850s. Oh yeah, well, anti-Catholic, anti-Irish. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was big. It was, it was a terrible time. What about a newspaper? I, I think a newspaper called the Menace. Yeah, the Menace. It was. It was just this foaming at the mouth, anti-immigrant. Anti-Irish, anti-Catholic, accusing them of absolutely everything from bringing cholera to the city, <laughs> to the, the city burning down, to just everything possibly bad. Uh, the Menace was the Menace was the newspaper. Yeah, and uh, any copies of that exist? Do you know? Oh yeah, you'd go to the Missouri Historical Society, no and kidding. they've got they've uh, got the Menace. I've th- thrown a word for the Missouri Historical Society too. What a great place to work! Yeah, with. Absolutely, it would be. Photos, information—they are generous and helpful. And 
I have tried the patience of just about everyone there, <laughs> and I have not been able to break them yet. Oh, that's great. Yes. Now, uh, they're, they're reopened now, aren't they? The they library, are. library. Mm-hmm. About a week or so. Yeah. 225 South Skinker. What a great place to, to visit for anybody. It's wonderful. it's wonderful. But if you do want to do some research, it's always good to contact them ahead of time. Yeah. Same thing with the Mercantile Library or the State Historical Society of Missouri. Let them know what you want. Don't just walk in and because they just can't go get it instantly. Give them an idea if you want. And if you're on a fishing trip, let them know you're on a fishing trip. You yeah. know, that you just want to see what they've got. And it's okay to say that you don't even know what you want. But well, just let them know ahead of time. I mean, and it's not just some sterile building no. like a in the basement of a college library that you're doing mm-hmm. your research it's this beautiful it is. former uh facility i mean it's synagogue it's synagogue yeah. yeah united hebrew right and, and it's crazy be careful if you're at a table talking the acoustics <gasps> in that place he's telling you something very important me that scared the heck out of me a couple of you, times. you're sitting there and all of a sudden in your ear you're hearing a conversation that's on the other side it's like a dome yes. inside yeah, yeah and it's like the listening wall there by a union station yeah, where you right, can hear other right. people all of a sudden and you think you know if I can hear them, maybe they can hear right, me. I'm sure they can. <laughs> well, we'll be right back with a, a lot more. At your service, Johnny Rabbit at KMOX. That's Johnny Rabbit. We're at your service. And Ed Wheatley has uh, left us. He's getting ready for a lot of stuff with schools. And uh, and now Patrick Murphy is here. Patrick, his book is pray, Places to Pray, Holy Sites in Catholic Missouri. Uh and uh, Travis Dillon is here. We're going to talk about Ted Drews as we uh, sure. move on until the next half hour or so. So you can stick around, I hope, for yeah, a little while with us. And, uh, you know, there's, you went to the Pink Sisters. Oh, yeah. You turned me onto the Pink Sisters like 30 years ago. That's right. Because you had an aunt who was a, a relative who was yeah, a my, sister. Uh, uh, a wife's cousin. Okay. Sister Mary Gemma, who is retired now, and she's still there. Okay. Uh, There's a different sister that's in charge now. Uh, and... Gary Brown. Oh, Gary Brown. Gary Brown was there. Now, he was one of the few people that got to go through the entire convent, which yeah. is a cloistered convent. And uh, Gary from Radio Days. My partner. Gary Records Brown. What a great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We worked at a couple of radio stations yeah. together. And yeah, I still miss him. He's been gone over 20 years now. Yeah, oh, yeah. And people I still remember too. Gary Records Brown. Sure. And he was there because they needed their a sound system put in. <laughs> <laughs> an intercom system through all the building. And I told them they could call IBW, this and that. And I said, well, do you have a friend or someone that did? And I asked Gary, could he do it? And he did. And he put the all through the convent in the new edition. And so Gary Brown was in the cloister. I'm not surprised. He probably did an oldies night for him, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did do a trivia night for him one time, which is uh, uh, really went well. Uh, now, the church, there are a couple of churches that same name, St. Francis Xavier in the book, one in St. Louis, one in Kansas, one in Kansas City. City. You yeah. talk about a difference in architecture. You know, one of the things that really interested me doing this was seeing all the different kinds of architecture in churches. And as we said a few minutes ago, one thing the Catholic Church is really good at is providing an atmosphere that'll put you in the mood to get out of your everyday thinking, mm-hmm. you know, so that you sure. can go to church, you can, you can pray, you can be thinking about higher things than whatever you're doing during your your, your your normal day. So you've got, in St. Louis, you've got beautiful places like St. Anthony, Padua, um, St. Cecilia, which is, has the best fish fry now, you know, with Lent coming up. Oh, they're so busy, though. And, and then you've got these beautiful oh. modern churches, yes. mid-century churches like St. Xavier in Kansas City, St. Peter's in Kirkwood. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, that's a whole other kind of atmosphere. But to me, it, and, and these little tiny little churches in, in these little Stein, Missouri, and yes, they've heard all the jokes, okay? But it, it, like in the middle of this tiny little town is this Romanesque, it looks like it's been there since the Middle Ages, mm-hmm. you know, like cathedral. And uh, you go to some place like uh, Our Lady of Sorrows in Starkenburg, you see things like there's actually uh, a brace, like a, a woman had polio, went in there, prayed at the shrine there. And walked out and left the brace there in the 1930s. It's still there. Oh, my there, gosh. Yeah. There are all of these wonderful stories that communities produce mm-hmm. over time. But to me, it's amazing that you can build a building, put stained glass in it, you know, Stations of the Cross, all of the things you associate with the Catholic Church, and it actually affects your mood. You, know, you feel different going in. And, it, yeah, and some of us think it's a good feeling. Yeah, you remind me when you're telling that story about uh, the whatever happened as far as the miracles, so to speak. Yeah, uh, the shrine of Saint Joseph. Oh yeah, and you were there, and you're yeah. in the, it's in the book. And and that's a story too of a community pulling a church back from the abyss. At one point, it was almost totally destroyed. They'd yeah. actually painted the interior battleship gray. Mm-hmm. I, it was like <laughs> it was just basically a warehouse, and now it looks as beautiful as it ever did in the 1850s. Yeah, it is. Hey, I, I, you, you know everything, Rev. You know everything. So I'm sure you know about the Hungarian church. I mean, really, try to pe- take a piece of trivia that, that Johnny Rabbit doesn't know. Uh, St. Mary of Victories. Sure, sure. St. Mary of Victories, downtown 3rd and Gratiot, second oldest Catholic church in St. Louis. Yeah, see, did I tell you? And it's like it's surrounded by dilapidated factories yeah, right. and is practically under an uh, overpass. You almost look like you can touch it. If, if yeah, you're you can. Down. And they're all at, well, St. Vincent de Paul, you yeah, know, down same there, uh, St. Peter and Paul, uh, St. Vincent de Sales, uh, uh, St. Francis de Sales. There's so many amazing, beautiful places. And you know, these things were built by immigrants with their pennies that they saved. Mm-hmm. And every yeah. group, you know, there's a German church, two blocks down, there's an Irish church. You and know. our church is right next door too, Trinity Lutheran. Yeah. The oldest church west of the Mississippi. On 8th Street. I used to live right across the street from Trinity right. on, on 8th Street. 1839, I believe. I, used to, I lived at 1818. My goodness. Small town. It is small a small town. See, there's a reason you're both here. <laughs> that has to be it. Uh, what about uh, oh, the stained glass? Emil Fry Company, was that the biggest as far as the churches in St. Louis? Particularly in St. Louis. But you see, Emil Fry has been making glass since well before the turn of the you know 20th century. And... and and they're in their fifth generation now. Oh they have gosh. a studio in Kirkwood now. They used to be down on Grand. Mm-hmm. If you see a beautiful church, like in the German style, the Munich style, uh, it's probably an Emil, Emil Frey. Mm-hmm. And, and, and these people really know. They work in stories, and uh, it's, it, it's amazing, stained glass. Of course, stained glass was the way that a lot of people, before they could read or speak English, you know, could see Bible stories and... But Siegfried Reinhardt at least did one window. St. Gabe's. Yeah. He'd, he'd, Siegfried Reinhardt did... Uh, on Nottingham. St- on Nottingham, Right yeah. in the Ted Rosen area That's there. That's right. Very close. Exactly right. That's a beautiful church, too. It's sort of sort of Art Deco. Yeah, it it's, is. It's kind, of, kind of a combination. More Art Deco than anything, probably. Yeah. Well, we'll come right back and talk a little more about this, talk about frozen custard, and we're also going to talk about the hill uh, before we're finished today at 145. You're listening to At Your Service. My name is Johnny Rabbit. The program is here every week. Well, not every week, but next week baseball starts, so I guess we'll miss next week uh, on KMOX. 
Johnny Rabbit at your service. Patrick Murphy is here, and Travis Dillon is here from Ted Drews. And look what I found, Patrick, the tickets for you, the free tickets for showing up today. Why, thank you. For the Missouri Botanical Garden. Would you pass those to thank Patrick? Thank you, because I wasn't going to leave till I, I got them. I know, he was going to yeah. stay here night and day. I had to go home and bring them back, but there they were. Did you right? mean to give me three? You want three? No, you gave me three. Well, I'll take one back because then I have enough for the next person. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's go. very Thank nice you. of you, And Rabbit. also, and there, do you, go, do you ever go to Shaw's Garden? Oh, yes. Yeah, Travis, course, and what a great place we that is. It. Do they sell Ted Drew's frozen custard there? No, not that I know of. Because they have a, a place, I don't know what it's called, a couple of restaurants in there. Yeah, I think it'd be great if they would. Uh, so you have it at uh, grocery stores, though. We do. We're very fortunate uh, to have it in most of the grocery stores in the area. We buy it at the grocery store when we're not buying it in on at you know, at the place. Well, it's convenient. It is. Well, what about you know we're talking about the place? What about South Grand? <laughs> well, gosh, we're planning on opening South Grand this year. Unfortunately, the past couple of years we were so short of help, but we're going to do it this that's year. That's your. That's the first Tedras, isn't it? Actually, not quite the first, but it was in 1931. Well, that's a long time ago. And the one a year before. The one, the one before that was up on Natural Bridge oh. in 1929. Oh, right at Goodfellow. Yeah, and uh, it's when did that uh, closed? The Natural Bridge store closed about 1958. That was a long run, yeah. actually. It yeah. really was. Yes. And Ted Rue's, uh, uh is it mother was the first car hop Mildred. Was... Yes, Mrs. Drews, or we called her Graham, of course, but uh, she was the very first car hop, yes. I'll be darned. Isn't, Isn't that, that something? And, and Margie, Margie uh, her daughter, was mm-hmm. a car hop as well for a while. And the car hops ended, what, 77? It was 76. That was the first year I started, and um, that was the year that the car hop stopped. There are people out there under 40 years old going, what's a car yeah, hop? Yeah, what is a car what hop? A they car wouldn't hop. know. Every place had car hops. Yeah, I mean, that's right. The, the, all of the, you know, uh, all the Parkmore locations. Steak and Shake. Even White Castle had car hops. Yeah. No, we, we just uh, celebrated a birthday for uh, one of Margie's daughters, Bobby, and uh-huh. she's 80, 80 years old. Oh yesterday. my gosh! That's and she great. was a car hop as well. Oh my gosh! Terrific. Does she still have her outfit? I, I know she does. Yes, but and she doesn't <laughs> seem eighty. She. But maybe uh, not quite hopping as much. No, well, she isn't maybe not as much. And there's a uh, car hop outfit at the Missouri Historical Society in their collection. And we have one as well, uh, Mrs. Drew's car hop uniform in our museum over next door at the gift shop. Now, a lot of people don't know there's a museum or a gift shop. Where is it? Yeah, it's a fun thing. Uh, if you go to Ted Drew's on Chippewa, you'll see that that gift shop is right across the parking lot. And it has some wonderful things. Uh, almost anything you think of, short sleeve, long sleeve shirts, hats and pins and Route 66 items, as a matter of fact, because we're right on Route 66. I know people who actually have come in from Chicago just to buy the T-shirts. Exactly. Yes, we had several people yesterday from out of town. It's a fun thing. How did you do that anyway? How did you go from being just a place that sells great frozen custard to becoming like an icon, you know, a, a part of the culture of the city? How, I'm how not did that sure happen? how that happens, except if you're around for 94 years, maybe it happens. <laughs> kind of like being in radio, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> After a while, they get used to you, and you're an icon. Yeah, and that's the truth. Well, yes. you know what? Stick well, around. It is hard. You know, to be an icon, I'm not sure that's exactly the case, but uh, we've been oh, so fortunate. We're an institution. I mean, oh, whatever. That's for sure. You know, yes. Like if you were met somebody in Paris, right, you know, and, right. and talking, where are you from? Where'd you go to high school? Hey, you go to Ted Drew's? Well, that could be. Yes. That is true. 
Oh. Well, Janie Venn, I don't know if you remember Janie, is a concierge for many years at the Chase yeah. Park oh, Plaza yeah. Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, told me, really, uh, I just talked to her about it this past week, that she <laughs> lives in Phoenix now. And that said you were going to be on. She said one of the most asked questions or oh, there are people who come to the Chase Hotel. Is how do I get to Ted Ruse? And wow. many of them don't even know what Ted Ruse is. <laughs> they still want to go. They have so no wonderful. idea. Mm. Which is really nice. That happens really all the time. Uh, now, Patrick uh, and Travis, we were talking before about Holy Trinity Lutheran Church. Right. right. Where is that again? That's at Eighth and Soulard. It's uh, as I mentioned before. It's the oldest Lutheran church west of the Mississippi. They started and was built in 1839. You walk out the door of the of the of the market, and you'll go a block, and you're it's right, right there. there. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. we love the church; it's wonderful stained glass there too. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful church. St. Peter and Paul, a little further down Eighth yeah. Street, St. Peter and Paul, and which is huge, and gorgeous. It's almost like a cathedral. They've taken a lot of the the pews out now. And it's more of, of, of an open space, but they're very active in the community, too. They Why have, are they taking the pews out? Because there aren't as many people oh, showing okay. up to Mass. So what do they do instead of pews? Uh, uh, well, they have sort of risers around the I altar see. now. And, uh, and and the last word I got is that St. Peter and Paul is going to be one of the uh, churches that's not closed down. Good. That's great. Great news. Well, yeah, that so, really is. And you work in the soup kitchen, Patrick. Yeah, once a month, you know, my, my parish, Holy Redeemer, Webster, we go down there and make cheese sandwiches and chili. And, you know, it's it's a, it's great fun. It sure is. We make, sometimes we'll make our sandwiches for the homeless after the service. We'll get everybody together. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of great community work being done down in Sur- I lived in Sulard around 1979, 1980. Mm-hmm. Paid $60 a month for rent. Oh, man. <laughs> Can't get a deal like that now. <laughs> so you have St. Peter and Paul in the book here. Yeah. Uh, in the city of, of, of St. Louis on 7th Street. And they've got it. Oh, I see the picture of how they've redone the yeah. views. Well, and I, I tried wow. every entry in this, and there are about 80 of them all around the state. I, I try to have, you know, some photographs in it that represent, you know, what it is, either inside or, or, or outside. And then contact information, too. Phone number, website, if you want to know more. Um, and as I say, it's, it's a good idea if you want to go to some of these churches, particularly the ones out in the country, because mm-hmm. they're all over Missouri, to call up ahead of time. They'll always let you in, but sometimes some of these little churches, like way out in mm-hmm. the country, you know, they're not open all the time. So they might tell you to go next door to the post office and get the key from Marge, <laughs> you know, and they'll let you in. You and know. when you did this, how long did it take? It uh, took about 10 months. To, and would you do a one or two a uh, week or day? Well, sometimes, sometimes I'd, I'd like go to Kansas City and maybe I'd do 10, you uh, know, mm-hmm. at, at once and splurge. And I would try to drive. I learned a lot about Missouri, you know, like a lot of St. Oh, Louis. Yeah. We know where Kansas City is and we know where Columbia is and Springfield. And I learned a lot about what's where in the state. So I do a cluster around Jefferson City because one of the things I learned doing the book is that, like, Catholic isn't just a St. Louis thing. There are lots of small communities out in rural Missouri that are are Catholic with great traditions because Irish immigrants went there or Polish immigrants or Italian, and they set up their little communities, and, uh, and, you know, the churches are are still, still there. But there's a, a place that I'm not familiar with, the Living Insights in Clayton. What is that? That's the only place in the entire book, and I'm glad you bring it up, 
uh, a guy named Jack Sisk runs it. He's the former CFO of Barnes Jewish, actually. So mm-hmm. he's, he decided on Clayton Road, right across the street, practically across the street from St. Mary's, right near DeMond. There are a lot of little bungalows there, and yeah. sometimes they're like a, maybe a CPA or something. Well, he got one of those bungalows and turned it into a religious museum. And like Buddhist, Hindu, you know, Catholic, lots. But the interesting thing about this was, and okay, this is where I'm going to lose some of your listeners, okay, because mm-hmm. it's they're going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> there, he he got somebody donated a a statue of Saint Therese de Lisieux, who is like my favorite saint, little flower, and the, she started, and I know I'm going to lose some of you, but started performing miracles. People were coming there and being cured of cancer of infertility. And beyond that, people were going in and actually seeing the statue move, mm-hmm. arms move, head move, eyes open and shut. And uh, anybody still out there? <laughs> <laughs> and and it's one of those things that it's, it's worth a trip, whether you believe or whether you don't. Uh, it, it is an amazing place. And you go in there and there is a very strong, very positive vibe. That'd be darn nice. So you know, but don't believe me, okay? Just yeah, you know, right. go Let's yourself. Go believe I'm not trying to convert anybody with this book, and you don't have to be Catholic to like this book. It's just that I specialized and decided to do, you know, Catholic Missouri because Catholic Church has been pretty good for a long time at creating atmospheres. What do we call it? Smells and bells, right? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, stained glass and atmospheres where people will go and be elevated to. A different kind of mood where you okay. might be in the mood if you were so inclined to either pray to God or listen to what God might have to say to you. God's always trying to get a word in edgewise, but we just won't shut up, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about the nuns? Did you see a lot of nuns in your trip? I saw I saw a lot of nuns. It's like, if you want to get something done, call a nun. I mean, priests are great, you know? Some of my favorite, best friends are priests. But like nuns, are, they're behind the scenes and they're working like crazy. They're the nuns at the Pink Sisters. Yeah, right. Uh, there's a, 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 a Benedictine monastery uh, north of Kansas City. I think it's in Gower, Missouri. Um, I, I just kind of showed up and ended up walking in the wrong door and walking into the kitchen when everybody's <laughs> making food. And like they have farm animals oh, and, 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 they, and they make records. They're the only group, it's in there, um, they actually uh, placed in the top 10 of Billboard magazine uh, for religious music a few years ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Benedictine Sisters. And that's in north of Kansas City. North of Kansas City. And uh, they they sing and they make make records. Like the monks down in Ava make cheese, uh, uh, make uh, fruitcake. fruitcake. Mm -hmm. And... uh, well, I guess you're just going to have to get a copy of the book. I think you're going to find stuff. out about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about, are there still a lot of schools in the churches that you've yeah, I didn't, And I didn't cover schools because that would be a whole other, you know, 300 pages. Yeah. But uh, Well, have you heard uh, much? Well, you said that uh, St. Peter and Paul is going to stay open. That's what I've heard. That's the scuttlebutt that's out good there. Good news. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's what we're hearing because, you know, it. I mean, everybody at every parish right now is, like, worried. And, oh, my God, well, they would be. Yeah. But this is just the St. Louis Archdiocese. Just say, yeah, St. Louis is the only archdiocese that, uh, but, like, you know, that's, it's close to half the state. I mean, it's. Oh, that's true. We're a big, like the, the uh, Cape, Cape Girardeau Springfield Archdiocese, they had to, like, go all the way across the whole bottom part of the state to get enough Catholics together, <laughs> I think, to have a diocese. You know, it's not, it's more just because of 
of immigration patterns, you know, not as many people from Europe went there, more, you know, like Protestants from Tennessee and Kentucky. And, you know, you're a big history buff, Rab. You know all about these immigration patterns. Yes, yes, yes. We did a couple of interesting shows that uh, maybe you saw them on when I was doing Johnny Rabbit's Unusual St. Louis on Show Me St. Louis and Channel 5. We did one uh, through the entire Cathedral Basilica, uh, including the tunnels underneath all the way to the very, very, very top, which I backed out at the last minute and let Dan Buck be the one to go up there. (laughs) And then we also did the Shrine of St. Joseph. uh, I think it was Ted Schaefer's, who was the financial editor of The Globe, was one of the people that was really involved in getting it saved. And we really did a great tour of that when it was in, in really bad condition. A lot of pigeons and stuff flying around in there. So, um, so this is great to have this book and great to have you here. What about, um, we have Catholic radio stations in St. Louis and a network that operates Covenant Network. And yeah, a bunch I think of I'm going to be on it. Good. Talking about, well, if I can't get on Catholic radio after writing a book called Places to Pray, Holy yeah. Sites uh-huh. of Missouri, then there's trouble. I, uh, something's wrong. Yeah. And of course, there are Catholic magazines that are out. Yeah, the Review, of course. Oh, know, the I, newspaper. Mm-hmm. Believe me, we got press releases yeah. headed their oh, way. I bet you do. You bet. We're yeah. going to be doing something at Catholic Supply, too. Oh, uh, uh, right down by Ted Ruse. Uh, right before we go to, uh, right before we go to uh, Webster Books, we're going to be at Catholic Supply, like noon to one on whatever day that was. Next if you need a Catholic, do they supply them? Is that... Uh, no, maybe not. <laughs> How many Catholics would you need? We have 400,000. <laughs> so if you're there, you're right across. I That's mean, right. literally across the street, Jameson you, and Chippewa. Yeah. You, might, you might think about some custard afterwards. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm thinking about it already. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, I, I mean, you, know, you, you leave Catholic supply and the first thought is, thank God. There's Ted Drews. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and I saw in your uh, sources um, nice uh, mentions of uh, some people who uh, have really done a lot of good uh, stories about St. Louis. Chris Knopsiger, a, a terrific historian, works for the uh, yes uh, the city of St. Louis. Uh, record, not the record, maybe it is a recorder. Yeah, as I, as I wrote the book, I, I consulted her writings, you know, quite a bit. And, and Nene uh, Harris. Yeah, Nene Harris. And, and Valerie Shrimp-Hahn. And I see Jeanette Cooperman in here. So, yeah. Uh, uh, so you've turned to a lot of good sources. Well, I mean, if you're going to write a book, it's a good idea to have an idea of who's already written on the subject. Well, that's true. You know, and we've got some all all the names you mentioned. Those are all great local historians, as yourself. You're very kind, very kind indeed, Patrick Murphy. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Hey, and I'll see you, Ted Drews. Be happy to see you. Okay. <laughs> hey, thanks. We'll be right back with more At Your Service on KMOX. Johnny Rabbit at your service. And, well, let's see. Oh, yeah, Drew is here, one of our producers, and he's involved with your place, isn't he, Ted? He is. I mean, Travis. But Ted well, Drew's frozen custard. Yes. I'm uh, Travis, yes. Uh, Drew does a great job over there. He actually takes care of most of our outgoing wholesale operation, and he does oh. a wonderful job on it. Wholesale, which means like to the grocery stores to the grocery or the stores. airport. Or uh, if you can imagine uh, all of the cups that he has to box, and uh, they come and pick up twice a week, and it's a couple truckloads, and so he works hard. Well, that's very good. Good to hear Chris Saraceno is here. Hello, Chris. Hey, welcome. Or thank you. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're quite welcome and happy to have you here. We've heard your commercials recently. heard one today. Well, thank you for advertising with us as well. Absolutely. That's very nice. Yes. Uh, do you have... You don't have a father of Ted Ruse in the menu, do you? I don't, but I know I have a Johnny Rabbit special. <laughs> oh, I love the Johnny Rabbit special. Which is in the menu in City of St. Louis. I know we do. I know you do. Uh, Chris, uh, dining at Southwest and Pancake right there at Southwest in Hampton, the Johnny Rabbit special. 
Uh, my wife and had that. Uh, we had that this very week. Yes. And it's delicious. I usually, well, it's a very crisp bacon, um, very hot scrambled eggs, and two pancakes. And we always we always get the same thing. So we have two pancakes left over to take home because they're so big and we have them for breakfast the next day. So I recommend them, certainly. And you, but that's not the only place you have. You've got another place right around here, right across the street from us, practically, at KMOX. What is that? Yeah, Chris is at the docket. We're in the Sioux Law Building at the corner of Tucker and Chestnut. We've been down there since 2016. That long. That's uh, good. Right. And then, obviously... Now, is that daytime only? 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Okay. Yeah. Uh, every day of the week? Every day but Tuesday. What? It, Tuesday? <laughs> Tuesday uh, became one of our slow days. Uh, the uh, COVID, um, you know, hurt a little bit with regards to help. And so mm-hmm. we were trying to give everybody a day of rest. And that seemed to be the most, the day that made the most sense. I'll be darned. Well, that's yeah. interesting. Now, yeah. I understand you've opened another place. And we also just opened downtown here in the Thomas Eagleton building, the uh, Chris's Eagle's Nest Cafe. Uh, it's 7 a.m. to 2, Monday through Friday. So uh, more of a service to the Eagleton Building uh, employees and guests who are there and anybody doing business in there. So, uh, But it's it's the people's building because it's the federal building. Sure. And it's open to the public. It, you know, all you need is an ID to get in and uh, certainly would welcome you there Monday through Friday. Now, what kind of food would be there? We have a salad bar, a salad and soup bar, mm-hmm. and then uh, a deli, um, hot sandwiches, uh, burgers, chicken tenders, uh, chicken sandwiches, things like that. Uh, grab, you know, it's made to order. So you'll walk up to the counter, order your food, and it's made there for you and take it with you. And then there's a place uh, that we're going to be going tomorrow at 11, Travis. Right, the uh, Bartolino's Osteria. Yes. We'll That's be there tomorrow. Hampton and uh, right at 44, Wilson right. 44. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, why are we going there? There's a good reason. Yes, there is a good reason. We started a, a Hall of Fame luncheon back in 1991. and Not that long. That's had, a long time. It is. Uh, Ted and I were talking to each other. I recall the, t- the moment uh, when we were closed for the season. We closed about three weeks just to do our some maintenance and things. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about how we're so lucky people will come back after we close. <laughs> and look at all the regular customers. that They're the ones that keep us open. Mm-hmm. We thought, Ted said, well, why don't we just take them out to lunch sometime? And so that first year, we started six new members, went to lunch, and it's been going on since. How many members are there now? Well, we have a membership of probably 18, 20 people, but tomorrow's luncheon will be as many as 32 people. because We invite the, of course, their spouses are welcome, and, and sometimes brothers or sisters come. Well, uh, Gwen will be there. Gwen will be there. I will be there, and I'm very honored to be in the Ted Ruse Hall of Fame. It's a lot of fun, and thank you for being in it. Oh, of course. Thank you. Uh, uh, This is the first time it's going to be at the Osteria. I Uh, think we may have done it once or so in the past, but yes, in a long time. But hmm. obviously, um, uh, we're really proud to do it because we were closed the last couple of years. Uh, We could not do the lunch, and many of us weren't really wanting to, you know, go out at, sure. at that time. And there's uh, Bart will be there, Bart Saraceto, yep. your brother. My uh, my brother Bart, yeah, he's there um, most every day and in the evening, throughout the evening, so takes care of things. He's at the head of the ship there. So It's a good it's, restaurant. It's a, thank you. We've been there since um, 2008. And, uh, That's at the Drury great, Inn. It's in the Drury Inn, yes. And, uh, you know, we also have Bartolino South out in South County mm-hmm. in the 
And, uh, now, who runs Denver. that one? And my brother Michael and his son Michael Jr. and his daughter Angela is involved on the day-to-day operations. Uh, going back also, Bart's son Anthony is involved with Bart with mm-hmm. the Osteria and doing a great job. And um, my youngest son, um, John Paul, is mm-hmm. in the business with me. And so just like the Drews family and um, multi-generational. You know, multi-generational and uh, great to have that and I think that's what's special about not just Ted Drews or not just St. Louis but Ted Drews and what makes them special is how they recognize and we as Bonino's family or restaurant recognize the importance of our customers all of our customers and just the loyalty that is it throughout St. Louis and you know we're celebrating over 55 years oh in my business, gosh so I didn't realize it's, it um, well, what it's was the first amazing. was it Lacino was that the First restaurant? Or? My, my dad opened Saraceno's Pizzeria in uh, the Del Mar Loop. It didn't oh, no. last long. I didn't know that. Timing's everything. He was on the bad side of the timing uh, as yeah. it was kind of going down. So we didn't, we weren't there long, but Lucino's came soon after mm-hmm. in 61. And then, uh, and then that Barton's, was on Hampton. And that was at Hampton right there, Pernod. Mm-hmm. So uh, family, you know, my, my he went in the, with my uh, grandfather, Nick, my mother's father, and mm-hmm. my mother, my grandmother, Rose. And so they got together, and he had a great. My grandfather Nick had a great job at R and F Spaghetti Factory. Ooh, he was a rabbitino and yeah, right, right there in Kings yeah. Highway and Shaw. Yeah, and he, you know, he loved it. It was, it was steady work and mm-hmm. forty hours a week and a paycheck, and went into the restaurant business. And you didn't know if you were going to get paid the <laughs> right. next day or who was getting paid. So, <laughs> they, it was a struggle, but they, uh, you know, hard work and dedication. Uh, they got through those times and. Here we are today, 55 years later, very thankful for their commitment. And Travis, Ted Drews can go back uh, 94 years? We're, yeah, right at 94 years. So isn't that great? How many generations are? Uh, well, we're in, in the fourth, I would say. Uh, our sons, uh, Joshua and Brian, are sort of taking over and learning the ropes. And uh, we have a daughter, Rebecca, that she will, maybe she'll be back into it someday. She worked for us as well. But uh, we sure enjoy it. And it's, isn't it a wonderful thing, Chris, to work with your your siblings and your mm-hmm. father? I bet it is. Whoever? It is. It's it's really family businesses are unique and fun, but it, at the end of the day, it is so wonderful to be able to go shoulder to shoulder with your with your brothers, your their wives are you know all of our wives are involved with in helping in some type of form you know whether they're hostessing or you know helping out in the back or doing the books or whatever. It's um, it's great to have you know, everybody involved and chipping in, but also just what you were mentioning about the young man who takes care of, you know, we have so lucky for over these 55 years to have the great, not just loyal guests, but our loyal, our loyal employees who are like family to us. And, you know, that's the one thing we learned from our mom and dad that I think has been just special to us is, is how we treat each other and our, our you know, our, the people that we work with on a day-to-day basis, they become your family. And, you know, so many of them have been there for so long and so committed to, to you know, we've watched them grow their families. And it's just it's just awesome to be able to have that loyalty. Absolutely. It really is. It's really great. Now the uh, When you have a staff like that that are happy to be with you, and mm-hmm. uh, actually it's all part of their lives as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a staff of 10 managers for us, and they've... I just asked the other day, wow, uh, each one of them have been there over 25 years and more. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's, That's incredible. It's it really is. It? It's a tremendous tribute to you and, sure and you know, how you, you've treated them throughout the time. And, and Ted and your family have been 
outstanding. And I mean, it's it's an institution as Johnny Rabbit is to the radio and to <laughs> St. Louis. You guys are to to St. Louis. But well, we as have well. a Johnny Rabbit special too. Yeah, it's a it's a chip cherry yeah. concrete. And Johnny Rabbit chip cherry or chocolate covered cherry concrete is a delicious item. It is delicious. If you haven't tried it, there. I mean, there's no way to really. I don't know any other uh, concoction quite like it. Well, it's a popular item. Uh, we, you know, the cherries are a big part of it too. But the chocolate sure. chip is one of the most popular concretes we have. That mm, didn't know mix, that. Mix delicious cherries with it. It's what other specials do you have? I mean, set specials. Well, we have the really popular items would be something like our tiramisu. It's it's a mm. special blend of chocolate with spumoni in it. And it's got uh, pistachios. Oh, that and does sound love good. Pistachios. Yeah, I guess. And, and that's really popular. And we have a Dutchman, which we it's been around since almost day one. That's got butterscotch in it, or it, it's got uh, light chocolate, butterscotch, and pecans. And we have the Fox Treat. We named after the Fox Theater uh, anniversary once. It's uh, hot fudge with raspberries and macadamia nuts. That's been around for years. And I guess the turtle is becoming really popular. We, we had that combination before, and people were ordering it. We just decided no. we better put a name to it sure. because it is a turtle. A lot of flavors. Yes. It, well, that's got the fudge and caramel uh, and the fudge. Now, tell me about the chocolate sauce that you make. Yeah, our chocolate sauce is something that's been day one. We take a chocolate that has a chocolate liqueur in it, and it's really the greatest dark chocolate you can ever taste. Hmm. Uh, that chocolate liqueur is one of my favorites in that, but we mix marshmallow, and it's a recipe that... It's funny that when Ted first opened the business, there were only about five flavors, and that light chocolate was one of the uh, one that's been there all along. Hmm. And now the hill is uh, very much in your um, system, so to speak. Yes. But you live on the hill. Yes. Chris Saracino, who we're speaking yes. with from Chris's yeah. Pancake and Dining, et cetera. And you live there live in one of the old Ruggieri houses. We do. I it will always be the Ruggieri house uh, in, uh, you know, across the street from their Ruggieri restaurant. Yeah. And they built the family house there and um, yeah, we bought it from Bob Ruggieri, who was the alderman for oh, yeah. over, I don't know, 15, 20 yeah, years. Really a long while. It's a long time. Too bad he's not around now. He'd make yeah. more money. Man, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, the Hill's a special place. It's one of those unique neighborhoods in, in the city of St. Louis that make, you know, the St. Louis city just such a wonderful place to, to live as Patrick was talking about, you know, St. Ambrose is, as a church. I mean, that's that's our church, and that's a special, special place. I think that's where the heartbeat of the hill comes from. Oh, I'm sure. You know, St. Ambrose and out. And you had that piazza. And now the piazza now. across the street, which has been a wonderful addition the, between the uh, Piazza Emo and uh, private folks that got together and, and developed that, and that's just amazing. It's a great place to be your ice cream, if you got it from Ted Drews, it might melt by the time you got over to the piazza, but it'd be a great place to sit and have with Ted Drews. Wouldn't that be so? Uh, Ted Drews on, on Chippewa and also coming back to South Grand. Right yes. there by the old Cleveland High School block, South of Merrimack. Uh, when is that going to open? Usually uh, we open about mid-May, and that's, again, the time we're going to try to shoot for it. Mid-May always was the time when we got our kids back from college. Mm-hmm. So we had an additional amount of 10 or 12 people, and we were able to open that second store. So it'll be back this year. So look we're for that. We're planning on it, yes. Uh, and the gift shop we had mentioned before, now that's very new, right? And you have a small museum in there, and that's just to the east. There's a big parking lot on the east side at Chippewa. That's correct. And then the two-story building. And Is everything on the first floor? Everything's on the first floor. Uh, we I bought that building because of the fact that uh, 
it was something that was convenient for us, and we use it as a warehouse up mm. above, but uh-huh. uh, just for cardboard and, mm-hmm. and cups and lids. But uh, the lower part used to be a barber shop and uh, a real estate office uh, in a recent years. So and what's in the gift shop? I mean, shirts, obviously, Tedra shirts, right. T-shirts, big seller. Right. We've got uh, even coffee mugs and and pens and Route 66 signs. Oh, and, uh, good, good. We noticed that people who travel Route 66 obviously want something that uh, has that on it. So we've decided to, to get some Route 66 items. And uh, there's a museum right next door where people can actually see old pictures of the stores mm-hmm. and a picture of Ted Drew's senior who obviously um, to us, we, we think he's great, but he was a good tennis player. Oh, yes, he was. No uh, question of that. In the 20s. And I believe he won the 11 championships in a row in the Muni Parks and four titles in the National Parks. Then he got uh, in the frozen custard business, as I recall, in the traveling carnival. That's right. Uh, it was the late 20s. Uh, they used to... to continue playing tennis. And while they were there, someone asked Ted if he'd like to make some money for, and maybe travel with the carnival as a Royal American. And oh, that was a big one. It was a big one. Uh, Ted just had to come up with some, um, a dessert and an ice cream, went traveling with the carnival. And, and that's <laughs> it where is. it started. And that's a great thing to hear. It's a wonderful story. Now on and, the hill, there's, you have, a, so to speak, a museum in a way, there is a hill center there too. Correct. 1935 Marconi. It's been, uh, we've had it there about six years. Um, you know, what is important to keep in a neighborhood like the hill, you know, the legacy is to preserve its heritage. And so that's what, um, when we opened that about uh, six years ago, Marie Alexander mm-hmm. runs the day-to-day there. She's still there. She's still oh, there. She's there good. from Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, you can go in. You can find out information about their families that have lived on the hill. We've had people from all over said, hey, my family, I think, grew up on Daggett somewhere. Uh, Lynn, there's a couple archivists, uh, Marianne uh, Peroni, who knew knows something of somebody, and they're helping with family uh, trees and legacy. So, yeah, it's a very, uh, as it as it gets uh, more and more, we're, we're trying to do more to uh, give information about preservation of the neighborhood and different families. What's the address there on Marconi? 1935 Marconi, right? The corner of Marconi and Daggett across from DiGregorio's mm-hmm. Oh, what a great market mm-hmm. that is. In the late 20s, early 30s, there was a uh, shoe repair place there owned by Pasquale Giordano <laughs> at 1935. It later became Lou Sarah's drugstore. Yes. So it's, I mean, this is a great history. Yes. This is, you know, you talk about a, a great safe neighborhood to go, night or day. There aren't many safe neighborhoods anymore that you want to go walking around it. The hill is a different world. It's like a city within a city. Just terrific. Like Kedru's frozen custard, you go there and you just feel at home and you feel safe and people are happy yeah. and, and enjoying themselves. It's tremendous. Every yeah. time I pass Ted Drews, there's somebody in front of the sign taking a picture. It doesn't matter. I mean, there's somebody. It, it's just amazing. I could just, I love it. It's just wonderful. Well, Chris Carasino, thank you very much. I'll be back. Uh, I, well, I'll be at the Bartolino's Astoria tomorrow for the Ted Drews Hall of Fame lunch at 11 o'clock. Yep. With uh, the other members. That should be a big crowd. We're going to have a blast. And then we'll be back at uh, the, uh, Chris and Pancake and Dining very soon for the Johnny Rabbit special. We love it. Thank and you. Thank Thanks you. And, and Christy me. has been very quiet over yes, there. I know. Christy has. But thank, thank you, Christy, for being here as well. And thank you both very much for enjoying. Uh, 
uh, giving us a lot of good insight about a lot of things in St. Louis. And we had earlier spoken with Ed Wheatley about a little bit about basketball, about his uh, current book that's on his fourth book, another one coming out in April, and Patrick Murphy's third book, uh, Places to Pray, uh, Holy Place Books, and we forgot to mention it, but Patrick Murphy is now working on a book, a big one with a lot of pictures about something that people love, continue to love year after year after year, the 1904 World's Fair, and he's working on it now, and it's going to be out next year. And for KMOX, this is at your service, and I thank you very much for listening. We'll be back probably in a few weeks. Cardinal Baseball, though, next week on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.